Hey guys, welcome back to NYYCI's Activist Chats, where we interview leading changemakers from across the youth activist movement. Hear from youth activists making a difference in the fight for social justice and equity, and most importantly, learn how you can get involved to take the next steps and join the people making a difference. With that being said, let's get right into the episode. Sorry. Hi guys, welcome back to NYYCI's podcast, Activist Chats. And today I have Layla. Layla, can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself? Briefly introduce yourself, who you are, um, just a little bit more about your organization, your magazine. Of course. So thank you so much for inviting me to speak on this podcast. Um, my name is Layla, Layla Hussein, and I'm a high school junior attending Fordham High School for the Arts in the Bronx. Um, I'm involved in a lot of like organizations, like how we're both in Chancellor Student Advisory Council. I um, mean, just a lot of outside things, but I mainly work on a magazine that I founded called Journals of Color. And it's basically a monthly publication mostly targeted for Bronx teenagers. And we do have some team members outside of New York City, of course, and within New York City, but we mostly have a team of 40 plus Bronx teenagers. Um, We have creative writers, artists, photographers, and research team members, and our executive directors. And we just work to collaborate to, as I said, release monthly magazine issues um, for the purpose of just showcasing Bronx in a positive light and redefining the stigma surrounding the Bronx borough, but also on a larger scale to increase representation in literature because, you know, that needs some work. And we are putting in the work and I'm really excited for the future. And I am excited to have this conversation with you to talk more (laughs) Yes, thank you so much for coming on, Layla. Um, I have to say, like as a youth activist myself, I think it's really inspiring um, and important that we do have, uh, you know, not only adult advisors who, who use social justice in their daily lives and, you know, turn it into a career, but, you know, that we have youth who have already turned their passion and their fire into a legitimate organization and something that, you know, like, you can kind of look back and say, like, hey, like, I did that while these events, whether it be, you know, student voice or whatever, have been impacting me directly. So I'm just going to jump into it. And I really want to know what inspired you to get involved in the social justice world. So to be honest, I've always been a really shy person. And whenever there were breaking news or some sort of atrocities occurring across the world, I would, I never knew how to approach these situations. And I always grew up as an introverted and shy person who never really knew how to speak out. Um, It was only because of the pandemic where it was just my breaking point where I realized I cannot, like I'm literally trapped in my house and so much is happening outside. I'm just like, I can't be shy anymore. I have to literally start doing something or else I'm going to be on the wrong side of history. And when I found the Journals of Color, It was purely just out of boredom and curiosity. I did not expect it to take off on how it is today. And I didn't found it for the purpose of just being an activist or I didn't found it because I wanted to be to social justice. I just did it because I just wanted to and because it was just for fun. And it was a way that it was a way for me to like sort of have an outlet to just connect with other Bronx teenagers. Um, So yeah, and When I had found a Journals of Color, it was mostly because I've always been 
interested in writing. And before the coronavirus, when, you know, things were in person and we had to attend programs in person, there wasn't really that many programs I could attend in the Bronx, that many writing programs where I could connect with other teenagers and improve my abilities. The only writing program I've been in, which is in the Bronx, only had four other people in it. And it was just like a mess. And most of the writing programs I know are in Manhattan or some other boroughs, and right. it's really well-funded. There's so many people there, but I can't travel there, and other people in the Bronx can't because it's like an hour train ride, and that's just a lot of traveling, yeah. and it's just hard for us to get involved when, when, when the opportunities are so far away from us and not within our reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the pandemic, I kind of wanted to take advantage of the virtual aspect because the great thing about Zoom, like, I don't even think we'd be having this conversation if it wasn't for like quarantine, the virtual learning, Mm -hmm. the virtual stuff. So I'm really grateful for that because without the pandemic, even though, you know, bad things happen, it really was a blessing in disguise for activism in terms of making it more accessible. Um, So I use Slack for as, you know, as a way to communicate for all the Bronx teenagers and Basically, now it's it's a lot. Like, we started off with 20 people. Now we have around 40 people, and it just oh, keeps wow. on growing. Okay. And our social media continues to grow. And I wish we could accept more people because now we have around 50 applicants. Oh, but wow. we're going to reopen in the fall, right. um, all that fun stuff. So, Yeah, thank you so much for just giving us a little bit of insight um, on, you know, what made you get up. And I think that... Uh, just going back to what you said earlier about, you know, how, you know, you're sitting in your room and you have nothing to do and, you know, it's making you a little crazy. I think that's definitely something that we as teens need to take a look at and say, like, we're kind of sitting here doing absolutely nothing and do what you did end up doing, um, which is, you know, just taking that boredom and that that anger almost um, and turning it into legitimate action like you did. Uh and and I just want to touch back on something you said before um, about how, you know, you felt like there are all these well-funded programs in, in different boroughs just across and how, you know, you and people, you know, just don't have the opportunity to, to travel hours or whatever to get to those boroughs and go to those well-funded programs and have the resources that you need. Uh, what do you think makes your program kind of set itself apart from those programs especially you know being where you are yeah so what definitely sets it apart is that it's completely team-led and with the other programs that are in like manhattan i don't want to name certain programs because i don't want to like sound shady (laughs) as if i don't like them because i'm also in the programs now (laughs) but um they hold up let me put my phone in But yeah, they mostly have adult advisors and they have a whole like structure. They have a legit, you know, but they have a lot of funding. They have a lot of sponsors. It's just a a really operation, like a whole operation. But the cool thing about Journals of Color is all of us are working together to grow this organization. So with the programs in like Mihai, for example, you apply to be a member and that's it. And with Journals of Color, while you do also apply to be a member, you're also applying to grow this so that all of us can work to make Journals right, of Color right, like right. a well-known name, not just in the Bronx, mm-hmm. but in the literary world. So it's like a cool sort of project, 
like collaboration um, where teenagers and journalists of color not only apply to, you know, be a writer, yeah. but are also applying to grow this entirely and be like a little, you know, businesswoman, businessman, you know, so. Yes. Yeah. Um, thank you so much uh, for kind of touching upon that. And I, I think that that whole fundamental belief that, you know, it doesn't matter where you come from, you know, you can do this. It's just unfortunate that you know especially being in somewhere like the Bronx you guys have to work twice as hard to be able to get to where you want to be rather than someone living on you know the upper west side of Manhattan um but and I think that the overall message of what you do is extremely inspiring to everyone at home and I feel like I just keep on touching back on this point that you know at even me who I mean I'm sitting here interviewing you and I mean we're the same age and I, I do idolize you in a way for for having the courage to take that jump into a social justice world that's that's sadly a little bit corrupt and still built on fundamental racism and I think that just being able to help break through that barrier of of the standards of of what is expected of you is is, is really incredible um so yeah just Thank you so much for sharing your input on that. So just to jump on to the next question, do you guys have any new projects that you've been working on um, in the future? Or what are some future plans you might have for your magazine, you know, after you graduate, if you have even started thinking that far ahead? <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. A lot of people ask you that too because it's team led and they're like, what are you going to do when you're not a teenager anymore? Right. Like, what's going to happen to journals of color? But I'm going to break it down. So, <laughs> basically, over the summer, like in the future, in the summer of 2021, what we plan to do is offer initiatives because we are just a magazine and we want to be more than just a magazine and right. make projects that not just Bronx teenagers can, um, you know, attend, but for anyone across the world to also attend. But um, firstly, the first thing we're going to do is host an open mic event um, to spotlight the work that our creative writers have submitted in our past six magazine issues from oh, wow. November to now. And it's kind of crazy. So we want this open mic event to for all New York City teenagers and educators and just anyone across the world to join in and see Bronx youth, you know, doing their thing, their spoken word things. Um, it's going to be amazing. And as we summer, we plan to host an art contest. And in the fall, we plan to host a photography contest because we just finished our writing contest with guest judges from the New York Times and from the screenwriting industry. Oh, wow. And okay. yeah, it was really fun. Um, we The winner got her cash prize and we want to continue offering stuff like this, not just for writers, but for artists and photographers. Um, so that's one. Right. And over the summer, we also plan to host a mentorship program only for Bronx teenagers to pair Bronx teenagers with um, experts in like certain industries like business or STEM, um, politics, mm -hmm. so they can get that one-on-one -on -one experience to explore their interests, and as I said before, take advantage of virtual, this virtual things and yes. gaining connections. Right, you know, right. I just want like the Bronx Borough to get a head start in that um, before it's well, not it's never too late to get a head start in that. Um, 
But as for the fall and for beyond, I definitely want new roles to like new leadership roles in journalists of color, mm-hmm. like a magazine editor or maybe vice presidents and stuff like that. But far in the future, future, I would love for journalists of color to have its own office in the Bronx and its own bookstore too, because I think in the Bronx, one of our only bookstores like back then was Barnes and Nobles. And then when it was closed and replaced by this Manhattan clothing store, <laughs> I think that was like the last bookstore we had. And there was yes. no other bookstore that existed yeah. in the Bronx. And it's until recently that we're now having new bookstores. And there's there's just a lot of that in the Bronx. And I definitely want Journals of Color to you know, be the face of the Bronx yes. in a way in the future and right. offer a lot of initiatives, not just in literary arts and, and literary magazines, but a lot more than that, like business and STEM. Um, and yeah, I just, you know, want journalists of color, like when they hear the Bronx, they don't think of like dirty or, right. you know, like lack of funding. I want them to think of journalists of color and strong Bronx youth, creative Bronx youth. So that's definitely... A long-term vision right you want the destigma uh sorry the destigmatization um <laughs> of of just bronx culture in general yeah that that's definitely um a goal that you know i think people who come from low-income families um or just people in general who have always kind of felt isolated can 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 relate to just any minority who has felt you know that that negative stigma just turning it into something positive and saying like hey we're more than this um so yeah i it just i think the whole thing is de- just definitely courageous and and i think that this organization in general is is going to be something that you know you and your children your children's children and whatever can kind of look back on and say like we helped start something that turned into that turned into something much bigger than you know ourselves and I definitely think that the fact that this entire organization is completely youth led is something that a lot of other organizations that you know like even we're partnered with should definitely take a look at because I I definitely think that there is that power you know even just being in CSAC together there's there's that power in having that total youth connection with adult partners as allies but but understanding you know that if you're talking about student voice and you know youth run projects it it really needs to be youth run and youth centered um to just give kids the opportunity to make their voice heard like like you really do you know at your organization uh yeah if you have anything to add just in general about um the whole topic of the dis the destigmatization um i know i'm saying that's wrong sorry but just the whole destigmatization of um you know minorities as a whole especially in your community please jump in <laughs> share anything feel free to cut me off yeah yeah and well something i did want to add on though about what you talked about with youth I am definitely a big advocate on encouraging youth to start passion projects as well because everything, and I mean everything, starts off as, like, in its beginning stage, it starts off as a passion project. Like Google or Facebook, they all started off as an idea. You know, everyone starts off as a beginner. And 
it's definitely important for youth to like get a head start in passion projects and just explore with their hobbies because you really never know what it can turn into. Right. Um, when I was like founding Journals of Color, I was initially going to make it a newspaper club in my school. Oh, okay. But when my principal was like, no, he was like, no, don't. I, like, I don't want this. I made this outside of school and it was just an idea in my head. And like, who would have thought it would have like been recognized by like Princeton yeah. or had like 40 plus teenagers. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. So it's just, I, to whoever's listening right now, if you have an idea that's roaming in your head, but like you're too scared to, to start it, you like, you don't know what resources you can take. You don't know anyone who you could start it with. It's okay. It takes time and you don't have to have everything figured out right now, but definitely don't wait. Like, start start whatever is in your head don't don't make it live in your head anymore make it live in real life yeah because you really never know if it can be like the next big thing so yeah I I love that you kind of ended on that note because it feeds directly into our next question which is uh what other advice I guess uh, (laughs) would you give to teens trying to get involved in the social justice world especially during the pandemic um which I think this question kind of sits way more true to you because from the sense that you know this organization really started to bloom during the pandemic which I think is incredibly inspiring just because of how much pain and sorrow you know there has been you know during these times that you know you were able to turn this into something positive but yeah just what other advice could you kind of give to teens you know who who like you had that passion who who had that fire but didn't really know what to do with it Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely say first understand why you truly want to do this and just jot down like not your whole mission statement and have a whole like plan figured out, but just sit down and think what goals do you want to achieve with this? Why is it that you want to achieve this? Is there something else that already exists? And could I possibly join that instead of creating another thing and just making a whole um, theme like repetitive you know right. just truly having like a self-discovery self-reflection sort of moment mm-hmm. to understand why exactly is it like is this that you want to start it because I know for me I was thinking like that and I noticed that there's not that many literary magazines teen-led literary magazines in the Bronx mm-hmm. there is a lot of literary magazines that exist in the world but there isn't that many in the Bronx so that's something like that's my niche so identify what is your specific niche that you can sort of tackle that no one else really isn't talking about? Because that is like the foundation of social justice. It's not just like, oh, what is it I, that I can talk about that no one else is talking about? But just identifying what problem is relevant and like what actually really matters instead of producing initiatives if it already exists and just making it sort of repetitive and just like war now, you know, if yes. there's something that already exists, join that and elevate that even further. If it doesn't exist, create it. Be the one to be the change maker, right. if that makes sense. And no, I could go on a whole rant about what else, <laughs> like more advice, but that is the first thing that I would say. And also just to start, like start, don't be shy. Coming from me, I have always been a shy person, introverted. I had no idea how I was going to lead meetings every every week with different <laughs> departments and projects. Like, it was a lot. Yeah. But it's a whole learning process, and there's a lot to learn. You're not going to have everything figured out. And sometimes you, some 
like goals and ideals may change over time and that's okay yeah it's like you're supposed to adjust with the world as the world is growing you're supposed to adjust to that and also something i do want to say is um getting into social justice there is a lot to learn and for me personally even though i'm i have this whole organization and how I'm, i'm in a lot of other organizations too i'm still learning every single day and i don't know everything to be quite honest yeah. i get corrected by some people on some things that i talk about every day and that's okay it's not supposed to be like a nerve-wracking intimidating thing where you're supposed to have everything figured out and right, be the right, best right. like speaker in the room it's just listening to other people growing doing your research and you know repeat so that's what i have to say no thank you so much um just for being here in general layla um you know we like i said at the beginning definitely need to have more youth who have really taken this this fire uh and done something amazing with it you know and look at what your organization kind of blossomed into i mean it's been recognized by princeton that's 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 really something that i think is awe-inspiring that you know you took this boredom and turned it into something that generations are going to be able to look back and reflect upon so unfortunately we're out of time but i just wanted to say thank you so much for being here again and just sharing your vulnerability and being so real with me in, in the process of explaining you know what social justice looks like from a student advocate um perspective so yeah thank you so much for being here of course thank you for having me it was wonderful to have this conversation with you and i'm definitely looking forward to future episodes in this podcast (laughs) thank you for listening to nyyci's activist chats check back next week for our next episode To connect with more opportunities, resources, and stories, go to nyyci.org or follow us on Instagram at nyyci2020. Thank you, and we'll see you next week.